Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast. I am Matt Matera, and joined with me is the man that was fab before he even started writing the Fab Five, but he's even more fab now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Scott Reynolds. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Matt. How are you? We're out there at Bucks Camp today. It got a little rainy. You got to go inside because of of um, the limited number of media um, availability when when they go inside the facility due to COVID and stuff. Um, when it started raining, I, w- I went home, started going to work on uh, the, the practice report. Yeah, it was a bit of mixed bags uh, at, uh, at practice today because they started outside and then it started downpouring for a little bit. I tried to stay out as long as I possibly could. Then I went back to the tent, but then it started started lightening up a little bit. So I went back out while everyone else is still in the tent. I'm like, I'm out here. I'm on the yeah. field. Let's do this. Yeah. Then it started downpouring more, and then that's when they went inside where they finished the, the latter half of practice inside at the Advent Health Training Center. That's where we saw a lot of Kyle Trask and a lot of Ryan Griffin when all that was going down. So uh, that was really fun to see. Obviously, it was a maintenance day as well with a lot of veterans. A lot of veterans. Not partic- yeah, not participating in this day. We will get to all that in a second. But first, we should let you know that this podcast is brought to you by, or should I say, is energized by Celsius Energy Drink. I got the watermelon going on right here. There's so many great flavors you can have. There's orange. There's new tropical vibe. Tropical Vibes is the new one. That is a fantastic drink right there it's a top five for me yeah it's it's a great boost to it's a great way to start the day but you know what scott you don't even need to just have an energy celsius drink now you can also get their new protein bars bars. yeah these protein bars are phenomenal you know and so it's it's a great one-two punch to start your day with energy and protein with the fast bars and also with with celsius um, if you want to find out how to get Celsius, it's real easy. Go to Celsius.com and uh, click on the store locator, and then you can um, put in your address, and then all these locations will pop up, health and fitness centers, um, nutrition stores, uh, convenience stores, you know, big grocery chains. They all carry Celsius. So um, make sure that you try all the flavors, find out which ones are the best for you, and then when you like certain flavors man you're gonna want to go to amazon and buy them in bulk and save a lot of money so that's that's the way to to get your celsius on and i'll tell you with my health issues over the summer i've had to give up coffee and uh, i need coffee in the morning i was up at five o'clock this morning i needed something and this is this is my go-to now no more coffee for me i'm going with with celsius now usually i would do both but i can only have one and i'm, <laughs> I'm thankful that i can at least have celsius rather than coffee so um, but uh, certainly, um, some some big news today. Um, you know, with with regards to the um, the Buccaneers, it was almost like a preseason type of atmosphere out there because a lot of the starters were missing. Right? I mean, there was you know Tom Brady had a maintenance day today, Jason Pierre-Paul, Ryan Jensen the center, Rob Gronkowski. A lot of the, of the the veterans we saw in Dominicus Sue return to practice. He had his day off yesterday, but. Um, you know, Matt, we've also got some breaking news right now. That's that's. I'm gonna uh, say you're burying the lead here, Scott. You're burying the lead. That's it's exciting to me for sure, uh, and I think probably you, Matt, and, and others. That's Brady right. Point signs an eight-year contract extension with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's, that's cool. a big-time deal right there. Didn't he have a streak in in the postseason where he just he kept scoring every single game and he had like a 
a 10 or 11 game scoring yeah, streak. I think he tied the all time consecutive postseason games with a goal. So he's, he's an elite player. You're yeah. A, the rich get richer in that sense for, uh, no doubt about lightning. it. Yes. And, and also on a, on a, on a sad note, exciting for Braden point and the bolts, um, Dusty Hill, the bassist for ZZ Top, um, passed away. Seventy-two years old. That's oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. I heard the um, one of the founders from Slipknot died as well too. Uh, who, too. Yeah. If you're a Slipknot fan, uh, I heard he passed away. So my condolences to that too. I mean, obviously a very famous rock and roll band or uh, heavy metal band in, in yeah. Slipknot, and you know, I, I'm a big, fa- I'm a fan of music in general. I yeah. I was appreciate easy top at, at the hard rock here in Tampa in November. They're coming down and just oh, yeah? get tickets. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, don't think I mean, who doesn't like sharp dress man? You know, I, of course, yeah, I was blasting exactly. out in the car the other day, actually came up on a playlist and yeah. I was like, I'm not skipping that one. Right. Well, let's, let's get into some bucks talk. We've talked about rock and roll and we've talked about uh, the Tampa Bay lightning, but the reason why we're here, the reason why you all are here is to talk about, the Buccaneers, and uh, tell you, this was a day, Matt, where the backups really shined, did they not? Absolutely. I thought it was so interesting in, for a number of reasons, starting off with, as you see there, Joe Tryon uh, in, the, in the graphic right there. Joe Tryon and Robert Hainsey, the third-round pick, the center, uh, they both got to start with uh, not the case always, especially for Hainsey, but with Ryan Jensen participating in PP, we saw Joe Tryon line up on the right-hand side opposite of Shaq Barrett, and we saw Hainsey start at center with the whole starting offensive line. That's right, Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Kappa, and Tristan Wirth. So that was a big moment for Hainsey there. It did not go off to the best start because the first snap to Blaine Gabbert, it was a botched snap. Now, granted, he was in the worst situation possible where, you know, pouring out there, difficult, the ball slippery and everything like that. Bruce Arians commented about that after practice where he said, yeah, not a great start. But besides that, he was very impressed with everything that Hainsey had going on. He said his reads were great, his his pickup and his movement. He was doing well with that, too. I know I was watching at one point once they were inside Hainsey was, and all of his snaps are good after that. I, I made sure yeah. I want to pay attention to that because, you know, I I played high school football and I used to play tackle and I also played center as well. And yeah, it's simple to think, oh, I'm just going to snap the ball and then go and block my guy. But when you're thinking about, oh, you know, I got to double team this guy and then go to the, the next level and go get the linebacker. You forget too, like, oh, I got to make a good snap because if this snap right. is botch or anything like that, <laughs> the right, play yeah. is done. It, it's simple. But you can't like overthink it. So I was paying attention to that. I thought he did a really good job. And I remember one play in particular. It was a longer developed passing play with Trask at quarterback. And Hainsey was blocking Will Golson on the play. So we're talking about a formidable defensive lineman, a, right. a guy that's in the rotation for the Bucks defensive line. And you know what? It was one rep, but he held his own against Will Golson. I think that's a, a very important growing process for Hainsey when you know he looks to be the offensive lineman in the future now Joe Tryon with his opportunities this guy just keeps getting better and better each day um he he didn't have a sack but he had a play where 
he rushed from the outside and it forced the quarterback up into the pocket and it led to an interception, uh, not an interception. It led to a sack for Khalil Davis, who we spoke right. to today uh, post-practice. So two guys that were elevated into a higher role and they both did their job, I think, to uh, to a very high extent, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, and, and I had a chance to talk to Rob Gronkowski after practice today uh, and asked him about Joe Tryon. He's got a you know, handful of, of plays against him um, and just wanted to get what his early assessment was of Joe Tryon. And Rob, um, Rob Gronkowski said, he looks like he can play. He's got the ideal, typical body type for a defensive end. He's got explosion coming off the line, no doubt about that. So now the one thing is he did want to see this kid in pads, and I do too. And I tell you, I've talked with some some people within the organization, and they are buzzing about Joe Tryon. This kid is legit. We talked to Jimmy Lake on Monday, uh, you and I, Matt. And um, uh, we're not just trying to hype this kid up. It's it's well-deserved, and it's legit. Um, he got better by not playing football last year. Now, it if he would have played in those four games, he probably would have gotten a little bit better as well, but it's just a different track. He worked on his body. He got bigger. He got faster. I think he worked on his leverage, worked on his technique, and he really trained for the entire fall for the NFL rather than playing for the Huskies and the PAC 12. They had a lot of issues last year with, are they going to, you know, first they canceled the season and they said, okay, well maybe we'll, you know, we'll, we'll come in a little bit later like the Big Ten, and ultimately they did. They only played four games, but um, Tryon didn't play any. But this kid, he looks legit. And the, the great thing, as we talked about on Monday, is he doesn't have to come in and play right away, Matt. He can come in as a designated pass rusher and be fresh in the second half where the tackles he's going against have been playing, you know, an entire day, especially down here in, in the Tampa heat and humidity. He's going to win some of those battles He's going to get some sacks as a rookie. You're absolutely right. And another thing Jimmy Lake mentioned too was just that this is a guy who loves football. And one of the things I was most excited about watching today was we watched uh, the Bucks did kickoff coverage in their special teams work today, which they yeah. normally do in the beginning of practice. And that's the pretty much the only part of practice that we're able to get photo and video for. And Brian was on the first team kick coverage. He, did his job running down the field. Obviously, you're not going to light anyone up uh, at this point during practice. But I'm excited to see him work on some special teams things, just becoming an all-around player. And I I think that's the the key that we're going to keep seeing with this Bucks roster is guys stepping up, guys coming into new, unique situations, whether it's a guy like Cody McElroy getting more reps today because the big three tight ends weren't available to practice today. I think we're going to see so many guys in different roles, in unique roles, but giving getting an opportunity to really show what they can do in this league in front of the coaches. And we talked about how stacked this roster is, so you're not going to have too many chances, so you got to make the most of it when you do have a chance. There's no doubt about it. And uh, so we, we had a chance to look at, at Hainsey. We also had a chance to look at, at Tryon. But, you know, if there was a position, Matt, that really kind of, you know, like kind of stole the spotlight – uh, today it was probably the tight end position and that's a little crazy right because this is a very deep tight end room it's probably the yes. deepest in the nfl right you got rob gronkowski future hall of famer still obviously playing at a high level just shows show the chiefs game right the super bowl two touchdowns mm -hmm. 
Um, not to mention the fact that, uh, you know, once he got his body back into football shape, he was was dominant, I think, down the stretch at times for the Bucks offense. O.J. Howard probably had the best camp of any of the tight ends last year, was off to a really good start. His best start, I believe, in his, in his career in, in Tampa. Then he had that unfortunate Achilles injury, and that mm. opened the door for Cam Braid to continue that steady Eddie role, right? Where he yeah, yeah, I was going to say, all reliable when it comes yeah, to Cam Braid. That's he's just just so reliable in the in the end zone in the red zone, and and uh, you know I believe four catches for eighty yards against the Washington football team in the mm-hmm. playoffs. So you, know, you could still get the job done at the big touchdown catch against Green Bay to extend that lead in the NFC Championship game. But you know those three guys were out today, Matt. It was three more guys that on the, that are on that depth chart. They really stood up and, and showed out. Um, which you know, there's going to be room for one of those guys, right? All these guys aren't going to make a yeah. injury. But this is all of a sudden it's it is deeper than you would expect tight end room. Absolutely. And you have a bunch of talented guys. And Scott, you had mentioned this when you and I were watching the early portion of training camp. This morning, you said if this was like a Lovey Smith team or something like that, a guy like Jarrell Adams would be the number two tight end on the team. Possibly, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was now. great watching today because I would say up until today, which today is Wednesday, uh, every single day just kind of blends in when it's I training know, yeah. camp. Now, today is Wednesday. I would say so far going into training camp, out of the, uh, the three or four guys – so, as we said, you got Gronk, O.J. Howard, Cam Brate, they're locks for the team. The other guy fighting for positions, it's Tanner Hudson, Cody McElroy, Jarrell Adams, and Daquan Hampton. I would say Hampton's probably the odd man out and yeah. talking about fighting for that last spot. So, if we're going to narrow it down to a three-man race between Hudson, McElroy, and Adams, I would give the edge right now, up until today, I would say Adams was probably in the lead. I just thought he's had the most impressive showing so far. But Cody McElroy was an all-star in this game today, or in this practice today. Yeah. He had unbelievable chemistry with Blaine Gabbert. I remember, you know, we're all taking notes when we're at practice out there. Yeah. I remember I had a, a string of notes where it was just like Blaine Gabbert, completion to McElroy, Gabbert to McElroy, Gabbert to McElroy, just like over right. and over and over again. McElroy was getting open on the field, and then there was moments too where he wasn't even he wasn't even that open. He had defenders yeah. on him, and he was still making those catches in traffic with defenders all over. I thought it was a huge sign. You know, you're gonna win your battle sometimes going up against a defender, and you're you're gonna get open. You're expected to make the wide open catches. It's right. making those catches in traffic that are are you know really sets you above your competition, I would yeah. say. So McElroy really changed the balance of this um, of this competition right now. Because right now, I would say it yeah, was yeah. Adams number one. But after yeah, what McElroy yeah. did today... He's got uh, speed. Definitely... He's got length. He can go up and get the ball. Um, yeah. It, it, listen, the Buccaneers have a type, right, when it comes to tight ends. They want big dudes. McElroy's 6'6", 258. He's... He's like the same size as OJ Howard, same size as Rob yeah. Gronkowski. Um, you know, Cam Braid, I think, is an inch shorter. Um, so, but I mean, that's that's their type. Even Jarrell Adams, you know, he's 6'6, 260 pounds also. So both these guys built very similar um 
I asked Bruce Arians about the backup tight end positions. And listen, these are guys you're going to see a lot. You're not going to yeah. see Cam Brate, OJ Howard, and Rob Gronkowski in August in these three preseason games. It's going to be Tanner Hudson, Jarrell Adams, uh, Daquan Hamilton, if he's still on the team, and Cody McElroy. And so these are some names we want to get you guys used to because they're they're going to be the guys leading the team and, and receptions at the tight end position. Remember a couple of years ago, Tanner Hudson was the leading receiver and Ryan Griffin was the leading quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, the they were pretty much like Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, in the postseason. Yeah. And, and, right. and I think that's what's crazy, too, is Tanner Hudson is probably the most talented receiving tight end out of the group. And, and he definitely did not have a bad practice by any means. He right. ended up having a touchdown yeah. towards the end of practice. But I'm still waiting for Tanner Hudson to have that breakout receiving game that yes. you know that or it's receiving practice that we've seen Tanner Hudson have the past and that's right. why when these pads come on too Tanner's never really been known as the the blocking type of tight end right. kind of like what Anthony Auclair was for the exactly. box when he was on the roster and Tanner said in the past you know blocking that's all something that he he's worked on this offseason but that's where I want to see Adams and I want to see McElroy where they can take their game to the next level as blockers because we've seen them impress so far as receivers. And that's what we're going to see in this point of camp before we get to, you know, heavy hitting and everything like yeah. that. I just wanted to mention too, with McElroy, I mean, his background is crazy too. I think he played a number of different college sports, especially basketball. A, I know how the NFL loves to get basketball, basketball player. players. And yeah. And what He's was that? Yeah. He was a baseball basketball player too. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about grabbing guys that are so versatile, whether it's different sports or playing different positions. Um, we know how the Bucs love versatility. So That's true, yes. So what's wrong with Cam Brate? Well, we've tried to find out. Uh, the team is being very tight-lipped. I even texted Cam, and he he said, I'll be back soon. So, uh, Hey, from the program, he was on the podcast not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so, um, you know, he's on the PUP list. Um, O.J. Howard is not, right? So these guys – we're sitting here talking with uh, who's that number twelve guy? What's his name? Brady. That's right. Um, I think it's another backup yeah. running back in corner because he's doing that a little. I was going to say he did some moonlighting today, <laughs> did he not? He did. It was funny because um, you know even on his maintenance day, Tom Brady's still trying to help out the team in any way that he can. The running backs were going through certain receiving drills, and Tom lined up at corner. And I, some people <laughs> were like getting worried about it. Um, yeah. And then there's another drill with the quarterbacks where he played running back and he would, you know, take the, the the play action handoff or he'd run out to the side. I just want Bucks fans to know because I know people were getting a little worried about like, oh, yeah. it's raining, it's this is going on. Yeah. Tom was hardly moving. Okay. Yes. He was statuesque, pretty much going I think is the term right now. Statuesque. Yes, he was essentially statuesque. Yeah. So please and, you know, we were tweeting out, Greg Allman was tweeting it out. A lot of people were. And it's yeah. tough to describe, like, if you're not looking yeah. at it. Yeah, he's, he's not. Like, I promise 15. you, Brady is fine. He wasn't moving yeah. around or he's making like any. 15 yards down the field. He's not turning. He wasn't trying to keep up with Jalen Darden no, or Mike Evans and <laughs> try to go down there. I promise yeah. you, Brady was fine. Yeah, exactly. So, but it was good to see. He was out there. So, Blaine Gabbard got, uh, you know, the starting reps with Robert Hainsey as the as the starting center. No, that's, that's key for, for Bruce Arians to have both those guys off on the same day, because in the preseason, you're going to have Blaine Gabbard taking a lot of snaps from Robert Hainsey, not so much Ryan Jensen, right? Cause they're, they're starters. So 
we also saw a lot of Ryan Griffin and then Kyle Trask also get the benefit of more reps because there were, you know, there's only three quarterbacks today rather than four. So how did Trask look? I mean, you know, listen, we, we've been, we've been very, you know, honest and objective in our reporting and yeah. Trask has not looked great and nor is he expected to, nor does he need to, right? This is just a process here. So don't shoot the messenger, especially you Florida Gator fans, just because Kyle Trask isn't lighting it up right now, like he did last year, uh, playing for the Gators, throwing for 4,000 yards and leaving the SEC. But it's a process. And right now he's the fourth string quarterback. And today he got more reps as a result of Brady being out. How did he look, especially indoors, Matt? So, yeah, most of the reps he got was when the team moved indoors. I'll say this for Trask. He had his moments where he had flashes of – I don't want to say greatness, but he had flashes of really impressive play. And you saw why the Bucks took a flyer on him in the second round and why they think he can be the guy long term. He had a great pass to Hampton, who we just mentioned in the tight end group. Uh, he had a pass to him in the corner early into practice. My headphones are killing me right now. Yeah. Um, and then he also had a touchdown pass to Josh Pearson, who's, uh, you know, one of those fringe wide receivers. Pearson actually had a, a pretty good day, but it was, a, you know, it was a perfect ball in the corner of the end zone where only Josh Pearson could get it. And th those are really promising signs. That was a big step up, Kyle Trask, that that's something that he could build on right there. But yeah. as soon as he threw that touchdown, then um, it immediately came crashing back down to earth in the sense that, the next play, Prask essentially got sacked. That was the Khalil Davis sack where Joe Ryan came on the edge and moved them up. But, you know, they, they still let the play go, understandably, because you're still trying to get reps yeah. in. And there's, he threw a ball. There's no real sacks in training camp anyway. You yeah. can touch the quarterback, but yeah. And he he threw a ball into the, the back of the end zone. I don't even know who the receiver he was in, intending to throw to because there was at least two or three corner or defensive backs over there. Ross right. Cockrell ended up making the interception and it was just one of those, like, what did you see on that play? Like, yeah. what are you looking at? You know, it's Cockrell a, made the interception. It was a dive throw. play. Rookie read, rookie throw, right? Yeah. It was a very rookie esque type of play. And then that kind of snowballed where the next play, it was a play action where he rolled out to the right. He had a guy open Troy main Pope, the running back. Yeah. And uh, he threw it behind Pope and it was a little low and he didn't look comfortable throwing on the run. And you could I don't I don't want to say he was rattled, but it was one of those where maybe the, the previous play kind of lingered with him. You know, yeah, that, yeah that, that's a great point. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes, you know, when, when you're young and you're you're getting so much thrown at you. Right. It's it's uh, what's that that. That kind of term, right? It's like you're drinking from a fire hose rather than a garden hose, right? Where yeah. it's just too much, too much is coming at you. And and I think sometimes that happens. Um, yeah, I've seen that with a lot of rookie quarterbacks, man. I'm, this is year 26 in the job for me. I mean, you know, Josh Freeman, Jameis Winston, Josh oh, yeah. Johnson, Sean King. I mean, just you know, you, you uh, yeah. I think Chris that's what Sims. we got to understand is you yeah. know he's not going to light it up out of the gate. Exactly. I do want to give Trask credit, though, because he did rebound later on. Uh, he had a touchdown pass to Jarrell Adams over the middle. Adams was open, but hey, you got you got to make the right read. He made the right yeah. read, and he found him. And he was going up against the number ones for a lot of this. And the Bucks defense 
was not laying it easy on Kyle Trask. All right. They were throwing a lot of things Absolutely. at him. They, they had Levante yeah. David lined up on the edge on the outside. You know, yeah. that's not something even, you know, the number one see all the time. And then they right. the Bucks had this very interesting setup where Shaq and Joe Tryon were both lined up next to each other mm-hmm. on, on the edge again on the right hand side with Trask at quarterback. That sounds dangerous. That sounds very dangerous. I can only yeah, imagine like if JPP it. was healthy. Maybe JPP is either on the other side or maybe he's not out there too. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Like, you know, get like a jet package out there. You got all of your pass rushers. All four I would just, absolutely just love that. I think defensive end, edge rusher and guys put them in the middle, put them in the outside and just sick them. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, Trask is, he's a work in progress. Um, Ryan Griffin still looked like Ryan Griffin, the steady veteran guy, throwing touchdowns, making plays. Yeah, he, again, I think we talked about this the other day. Griffin was more pushing it down the field. Yeah. Ask. Um, he had two receptions. He ended practice great. He had a, a pass to Darden over the middle, about 15 to 20 yards. And for every single rep, they started at about a little over midfield, I would say. Right. And so one went to Darden. The next play, it was like a laser to Scotty Miller right on the sideline. Got it there. A second before the corner was able to get his hands on the ball. And Scotty was like, I think, a yard out from the end zone. And then Griffin followed that up with uh, a pass across the middle to Mike Evans for a touchdown. So he was really hitting it uh, on all cylinders at the end of practice. It was a great way to to finish everything up for, for Ryan Griffin. He's been uh, yeah. very consistent. I wouldn't say he's like blowing the doors off of, of anything, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's really going to be the number three quarterback. Who's really going to be the number four quarterback. Cause Trask is going to be the number three and yeah. Griffin, you're not going to cut your second injury. Okay. Yeah. Barring an injury, you know, Griffin will be on the practice squad, but, yeah. um, but, but probably deserves better. Cause he's, he's a better player than Trask is right now. But um, so, so Tryon looked really good. Um, you know, Hansy, you know, got a lot of, of reps there. Uh, I kind of probed some of my sources uh, inside the team because you know we see one thing, right? We see the live practices. Right. It's hard with with two people out there trying to watch twenty two people at the same time, right? So we have to kind of rely on our sources sometimes and, and and ask, you know, hey, who's looking good out there? When you guys go back and watch practice. The names that I'm hearing, Carlton Davis, who has done a really good job because um, although he's not made many plays in terms of interceptions or pass breakups, he's doing his job by by covering people. And they're not, not throwing his way. They're not throwing his way, exactly. So Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting is also having a very good camp. Um, I've, I've been told that he just looks healthy. And like that was the problem last year. Um, you know, And he kind of opened up. He dislocated both of his thumbs last year. Rolled an ankle, you know, um, had a bit of a knee injury, so he's 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 healthy, and I think you're you're going to see a really good, competent Sean Murphy Bunting. I mean, why wouldn't he be competent? I mean, he had three interceptions in four postseason games. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's a guy that exudes confidence too. So I think it was it was you know he he had his struggles last season, as we know. Now we know more because he was injured so much. Uh, but for him to come out on the other side and obviously had a unbelievable postseason run, as you said, with all the interceptions, it was great to see. He had an interception today. I will say it more fell into his hands. You got to give a shout out to the rookie KJ Britt. Yeah, he broke up a pass yeah, uh, that was going over the middle. To uh, the pass was from Gabbard, 
So we're talking about on this day, the number one quarterback. And That's true. Britt was able to knock it up in the air, and then SMB flew in, made the interception, and, and took it the other way. But, yeah, I, I agree. I, I would say all three, again, the, the big three corners with Jamel Dean, Carlton, and SMB, yeah. they've all been very, very solid in this training camp. They Carlton got beat on the one play by Jalen Darden, but I don't think that – that's not a, a, a microcosm for how this right. training camp has gone for him. Yeah. They've all been very solid. No one's really getting beat. They're not getting the interceptions, but I think obviously that'll come when the regular season comes because we're not dealing yes. with pass rush or anything like that. Uh, it, it's very encouraging to see because I think uh, some people have had question marks, not obviously about Carlton, but I think people have had question marks about who's going to be that second corner. I know John... Ledyard is a little more in favor of having SMB play the number two corner. I kind of lean towards Dean a little bit more just for what SMB can do in the slot corner. But I mean, how could you not be happy with what's going on right now? I mean, the Bucks secondary, it seems like they're getting an interception every single day. As I mentioned before, Ross Cockrell in this time playing safety, got another interception. He's had at least two or three in training camp. So very, very eye opening start to, to camp and I think the Bucks are very wise to re-sign him, not just to bring him back, but for two years too, because he can do so much. He can play on the outside. He's best, I think, inside at, at the, the yeah. nickel, the slot. But then he, he's also shown versatility to play some center field and play free safety. So that's that's what you want. When you're that that you know bottom guy on the depth chart at the cornerback position, you have to have that that positional flexibility and play special teams too. And Ross Cockrell is is like a super sub for the Buccaneers with regards to that. So got a, a question here from Vortex, Matt. Have the running backs, Pope or Procise, done anything of note so far? And then we also had another one here too about Giovanni Bernard. Now you mentioned Giovanni Bernard in the practice report today. And you know he's had some looks here and there. He really got featured uh, in the two-minute drill, right? Because he is that two-minute back when when the Bucks are trying to get down the field to tie the game with the field goal, to go ahead with the score, you know, and they're going three and four wide. He's the running back in those situations because of his pass-catching ability and pass protection. What have you seen from Giovanni Bernard so far? Yeah, I thought today was one of his better practices. He started off training camp when they were still outside. He ripped off about a 20, 25-yard rush, which I think was important to see as well, too, because we all think, okay, Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard, he's he's on this team. He's just going to be a pass-catching back. And, yes, he is. That's going to be his main focal point. But he could tote the rock, too. You know, right. he's, he's no slouch. He's not a bum when it comes to, to running the ball. So I think that was important to get some carries for him, even if it's in a, a shotgun situation and he's still yeah, gonna get he's getting ball. those handoffs from Brady. I mean, you know, Brady wasn't yeah. in there today, but, but I mean, that's, that's part of it. Like it's, you got to get that, that continuity and that chemistry with the quarterback in terms of hitting that mesh point and, um, and taking the handoff. So it's not just the pass protection. It's not just catching the ball. It's also yeah. getting those handoffs, those draw plays, those, those lead plays that, uh, you know, that, that Bernard can run. Yeah, and then in the, in the passing game as well, too, he got more targets than I think he's had so far in training camp. Again, I, I just love that he's working with all these different quarterbacks. Uh, I, I mentioned yesterday on the podcast that we got to remember, too, Giovanni Bernard was working with both, quote-unquote, teams in minicamp and OTAs where That's right. Brady and the starters would be yeah. off-site running their own practice, and Bernard would go do that and then come – 
to the Advent Health Training Center and yeah. practice with World coach Aaron, well, with yeah. the coaches there and and with um, such a, just such a pro, you know, he yeah. is such a pro. And you know, even if he's only here in Tampa for one year, right? Just his professionalism. And listen, Rojo is a young back who's who's done a lot of growing up. I think Fournette grew up a lot last year in his first year in Tampa after, you know, being the man in high school and the man at LSU and the man in Jacksonville. It was really humbling for him. It was, right? But having Rojo and Fournette be around this guy, and he's always he's a positive guy from what we've, you know, known about him. Um, who's just kind of been there and done that, and you know he's toiled away on some bad Bengals teams, but he's he's a, a real pro, and I think that that um, that not just what he does on the field, but how he can help Bernard and Fournette is also going to pay dividends for those guys. Like I've said before, I don't think Fournette uh, and Ronald Jones will be back next year. One of those guys might come back, right? But yeah. I think that that there's a chance that Giovanni Bernard makes a favorable impression. And, and rubs off on both of those guys this year. I think that's absolutely the case. I think we've seen with the Bucs, for the most part, with this team, yes, they they draft and they sign and they trade for talent, obviously, because that's how you win in this league. But they also... They, yeah, they also really focus on getting character guys. You yeah. see it with Giovanni Bernard and the work ethic he's already put in. You see it with Shaq Barrett talking about that he's going to mentor Joe Tryon and any of the younger outside linebackers that they have. Right. You don't see any selfishness on this team, starting with Brady. I mean, you look at the ring ceremony, and Tom Brady mentioned every single starter. and <laughs> He did. You're right. Exactly. But yeah. he does anyway. These guys all play for each other. There's a... There's a maturity on the team, but mixed in with youthful enthusiasm. And I think you it's really a great way that. to put it. Yeah. You see that with the secondary, obviously yeah. they're all very youthful and Devin white at linebacker is youthful, but there's that maturity there yes. as well. Yeah. I mean, you saw it, uh, you saw it too with Bruce Aarons the other day. He called Tristan Wirfs a veteran. Tristan Wirfs is a second year <laughs> no. player, but he's like, I'm treating him yeah. like a veteran. If he jumps off sides, I'm going to chew him out. Because right. I, I look at him as a veteran, and I think that speaks volumes about this team and it yeah. speaks volumes about this roster. You know, um, to answer the question, uh, Pope and ProSize really haven't done a lot, in my opinion. I, it's It's been Vaughn. I think Vaughn's pretty pretty good when I've watched Field 2. And really, we, they've done away with, with Field 2 now. So from now on in camp, it's going to be just one field. But Bruce Arian said it again today, Matt, the defenders on Field 2 – uh, graded higher every day yeah. than than the starters and backups on field one in terms of the 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 fewer mental errors. So that speaks volumes about the Bucks have a lot of smart defensive players that are making sure they have the correct assignments, not jumping off sides, not getting penalties, things like that. That's going to bode well as this team gets into these preseason games and and showing out on on Saturday nights. Yes, and there's a, an example of that that happened during the indoor session where Antonio Hamilton, one of the undrafted rookie free agents at corner, he was guarding Jaden Mickens, and Mickens made the reception on the play towards the sideline, but Hamilton had the wherewithal to swipe at the ball when Mickens had it in his hands and knock yeah. it loose for a fumble. It went out of bounds, so granted right. it was in a turnover, but hey, 
Hamilton's a guy, he's made some nice plays. He's also got burned a lot too. Yeah. But I think it's important that he's stuck with it. And okay, if you're going to get beat on a play. He's got a short memory, man. He does. I think there's a lot to be said about it. I mean, every single corner gets beat. It's it's going to happen in this league. But the fact that, you know, first thing went to his head is let me get the ball back. Let me swipe it away from him. Right. I thought that was big. I thought that was a big thing to see. And that goes back to everything you said about what Bruce Aarons was talking about. Yeah. Um, Mark Fisher, one of our, our longtime readers and listeners and supporters, um, has a question. Steve McClendon was a good stopgap. You know, which younger guy can replace him, you know, with respect and doesn't you know, make the most sense. Yeah, the, the thing is though, is I think McClendon is a lock to make the team this year. Agreed. For two for two reasons. Number one. They don't have that young guy waiting in the wings right now, right? Remember Khalil Davis, we talked to him on the Zoom calls today. Uh, with Davis, he had um, his growth stunted last year with no preseason games. It was, you know, it's unfortunate with COVID hitting. There's no preseason at all. So um, he only played in two games last year and uh, and got very few reps. So his development was, was behind the scenes, really doing the scout team work during the season. And, and you're not going to learn your defense while you're doing scout team for somebody else, um, trying to help the Bucks offense get better. So I think they like him. Jeremiah Ledbetter is a guy that looks the part this year. And he's always flashed in camp. That the team's kind of kept him around. But he's a big body, 6'4", you know, 285 pounds or so. That, that I, I think that he's he's a physically impressive guy if he can put it all together and make some plays and stay healthy i think he's got an outside shot of maybe pushing patrick o'connor the problem is o'connor is just a special teams ace and he's developed enough as a defensive lineman got his first sack last year he's going to be a, a tough guy to knock off the roster but there are some guys jeremiah ledbetter um benning potoahi from washington who played with vita vea he's in his second year now he was a rookie last year. Khalil mm-hmm. Davis. Those are three young defensive linemen that might be in the hopper because Steve McClendon is, you know, is probably done after this year. Same with with Sue. So there's two roster spots right there that could open up. I'm not saying that McClendon's a lock, but this is a team right now that's gunning to try to repeat as Super Bowl champions, right? So that's going to give the edge to veterans this year over younger guys, especially because you can stash them on the practice squad because it's really opened up, right? There's like what, 16 guys in the practice squad now it used to be eight. So I, I, I think that's maybe how this plays out. Do you agree? Right. The, the practice squad, I do agree with you. The practice squad is the, uh, is the whole X factor and variable to this because there are a number of guys that are fighting for one or two spots as, as we've, documented so far during this training camp but the fact of the matter is you just you can't keep all these guys so hey yeah. let's keep you on the on the practice squad injuries are unfortunately going to happen at one point or another so hey we got you ready to go you mentioned Ledbetter, and i i agree like mcclendon is going to make this team there's no reason to rock the boat with you know you go with what got you to the super bowl there last season so i don't think there's really a reason to switch that up at all unless you really see some regression from right. Clendon or someone like that. But I, I don't think that's been the case here at training camp uh, from, from what the coach well, uh, really the thing is McClendon has just been a huge insurance policy, right? Yes. yes, absolutely. I mean, he's a run stopper. 
he they brought him in here because they didn't think Vita Vea was going to be back, and right. obviously they got Vita Vea back. So yeah, you're right. He's he's just here to fill in when those other guys need yeah. a breather. So re- really, when you're when you're looking for insurance in Tampa, you're turning to Steve McClendon on the field to help with the runs. But who are you turning to when you need insurance off the field, Matt? Oh, if it's off the field, I'm turning to Briar Greaves, Scott. Let me tell you about Briar Greaves. They've been in business for over 30 years. You don't stay in business for that long if you aren't doing something right. Briar Greaves does a lot of things right, but none more than giving exceptional personal service to their insurance insurance customers. Sorry, I cannot speak. We all need insurance. All right. Whether it's hurricane it's, season time, Matt. I mean, it's it's raining out right now. Yeah. It's it's hurricane season. This you is the have, time. you have to be prepared. All right. You cannot go into any situation not knowing what to expect. Okay. And not having insurance. And not having insurance. So whether it's life, homeowners, auto, or even commercial insurance, Briar and Sam Greaves and their staff are the best in the area. And they're big Bucks fans. Who That's doesn't right. love big Bucks fans, especially after winning the Super Bowl, it literally takes you 10 minutes to get a quote or compare your current policy, and the 10 minutes could turn into hundreds of dollars in savings for you. Don't wait. Call Briar Greaves today at 813-876-4166. Again, that's 813-876-4166. And find out how much money you could put back in your pocket. 30 years in business, and they're buck season ticket holders. They're going to be at the opening night game on Thursday playing the Cowboys when the Bucs win by du- double digits. I'm calling it now. Bucs win by wow. double digits. Okay. So make sure you call Briar or Sam today. That's Briar Greaves, number one in insurance. Check them out at briargreavesinsurance.com. So um, yeah, we've talked about uh, the secondary. Um, and, and one of the guys, too, that I was told that is really performing well. Um, is is Mike Edwards, and you know why wouldn't he? <laughs> has, has he not left? Yeah, I mean, has has he come off the field at all? I mean, this is a guy that that uh, okay, fine. You're you're a starter now. It's the start of camp with Jordan Whitehead out on the COVID list. Um, then you've got Antoine Winfield going out. Raven Green is not you know anywhere to be seen. So there, you know, there was a, a day Monday right where they were down um, three safeties. And, um, and so Mike Edwards, uh, you know, by default has, has gotten a lot of playing time, but he's also earned it. This guy really looks like he's picking up from where he left off. Um, just was a super sub last year for this team, um, played, you know, sparingly compared to how he played the year before because Antoine Winfield's presence, you know, kept him uh, on the bench. But uh, when he was when he was on the field, he was impactful. The interception against the Packers, the uh, interception against the Broncos in the end zone, picking off Drew Brees' final pass in New Orleans to seal the deal, and having and he had him the advance the Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah, that uh, um, that that was who who picked that off. That was Antoine Winfield. Yeah, Antoine went. Yeah. yeah, Edwards got the PBU and That's Winfield right, yeah. came up with the interception. Yeah, Edwards is a guy that if he had to come into the game at any point in any situation because of injury or whatever the circumstance, I wouldn't be worried at all, to be totally honest with you. I just think uh, he's learned so much in his three years, and that's something that I, I, I asked him about, especially when Winfield was out for that practice. You know, I asked him, 
have you, you know, jumped into more of a leadership role? Do you feel like you had to be in more of a leadership role with all these guys out and keeping everyone focused? And he said, he said, you know, I already did that anyway. You know, this is what the coaches expect right. of me to be a leader and to to help keep everyone going. So I think Edwards understands what type of position that he's in yeah. where, yeah, he's technically a backup, but he's, he's, as you said, a super sub, you know? Yeah. I don't think anyone would be worried about him coming into a game versus, I don't know, you can name another position on the team where, well, I guess the Bucs are so loaded, but you get what I'm yeah, saying. They really are. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, G Vegas wants to, you know, he makes the point. Could we see Edwards taking over for Whitehead since teams pass it more? I don't know about that necessarily. Um, you know, um, I wouldn't be shocked because, listen, Jordan Whitehead's in a contract year. He's going to want to make as much money as he can and play as hard as he can. Yeah. And uh, and he's gotten better, too. I mean, he's he's a, a damn good safety. It's just that Mike Edwards is, too. The Bucks are, are flush at the safety position with three quality starting caliber guys. You include Winfield, so um, and all uh, guys that were not first round picks, correct? Right? Winfield yeah. was the second round guy, but we're talking about safeties that they got right. later. Yeah, in Edwards the third round, Whitehead in the fourth round. So you know, these are these are middle round picks for the Bucks. So, um, but uh, you know they're they're fortunate to have them. Um, that's for sure. Uh, you know, Matt. You know, we're in training camp, right? And, and what does that tell you? Well, I mean, summer is is just about over right yeah but the thing is is it's summertime it's time for the beach bod right and there's still plenty of time especially in florida here where summer doesn't go away until october but uh you're in luck our, our friends our friends over at uh, at manscaped uh yeah i'm going to try the manscaped read with my voice here being on ir but we're going to give it a go our friends at Manscaped just launched the fourth generation performance package, and it includes the Lawnmower 4.0, which is this bad boy right here. Okay, that's right, the 4.0 complement your summer bod with the trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining, and calling your name, fellas, join the two million men worldwide, including the PR staff, who trust Manscaped to get ready for the hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com. For 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Pewter. So that's a great deal, right? It's time to, to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Now, this, this comes with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, and this has got this awesome little light right here, too, to make sure you can see what you're doing down there because that's very important. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and the Crop Reviver, which are these. Awesome little formulations right here. Okay, so you get all of this stuff, plus you get the performance boxer briefs, which are the most comfortable boxers you're ever going to have, and a travel bag, which they call the shed, to hold all the goodies. Quality bag right there. So, first of all, the performance package 4.0 has got the new lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and I dare you, I dare you to say it's it's the the goat of all ball trimmers because it really is. The fourth generation trimmer features the cutting edge ceramic blade. It's designed to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's got a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage with the travel lock, and it gives you the, the ability to turn on that 4,000K LED spotlight for the more precise shave. Did I mention the trimmer is waterproof too? It's in the shower. You can go wild with it. 
uh, from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro. The man, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Yeah, you I'm a big fan, not just of everything you just mentioned, but uh, the boxers or the boxer briefs yeah. are extremely comfortable. I'm not just saying that because they're a sponsor. No, listen, it is. That, that, that to me was the pleasant surprise because it's like, yeah, when you throw in free boxers, you know, like, okay, whatever. These are like the most comfortable boxers that I have. I'm going to order some more from Manscaped. And again, you can do that by using the promo code pewter and saving 20% off. So seal the deal with the Manscaped liquid form formulations, uh, the crop preserver ball deodorant. It's going to keep, you know, your guys uh, nice away, away from the heat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then for trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds, uh, you know, it's going to give your balls a little boost with the crop reviver. So Manscaped, they threw in the two free gifts and the performance package. Those are the boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and your boxers to another level. 20% off plus free shipping. Use the promo code pewter at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code pewter. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. There we go. Made a battle through that. A lot of I credit. Did. A lot of credit to you because I know that wasn't easy for you. Well, I, I will say this. It's I've said this before, and it's true. Um, yes, that's a paid endorsement. Yes, they gave this to me for free. Yes, I do use it, and yes, I probably would not have used it if I had not, you know, gotten it for free. Now I've I've purchased two for. For friends and family, and um, and I would absolutely do the same thing too because it's just uh, it's it's a tremendous product. Uh, all of our products here at PeterReport.com are, but yeah, but um, you know, definitely try to. We're going to give some some Peter Report swag away um, probably next month for Manscaped. But don't wait because uh, you want to make sure you get the performance package, save twenty percent off. And that travel bag is clutch too. I, I was traveling a couple weeks ago. It's it's super helpful if you don't already have a, a tote bag just to put everything in there it, you can't overlook that as well i just want to to say that too because uh it's another important piece of the puzzle that cannot be overlooked just like the depth of this box roster yeah well just just again kind of just to recap i mean you look at, at this tight end roster here it's going to be fun to watch uh in the preseason and you know man this this preseason you're not going to see a lot of of the, the stars with only three preseason games rather than four the coaches are really going to want to take a look on special teams. They're going to want to take a look at the depth at a lot of positions. Those first three names, you might see a little bit of Gronkowski. You might see a little bit of Brady if he comes back, a little bit of Howard, just to, to kind of get him. And again, OJ Howard is not on the PUP, but he right. is um, still not practicing. Uh, he's out there, but he's not practicing. He's not on PUP. But uh, you're going to see a lot of Tanner Hudson, Cody McElroy, Jarrell Adams in the preseason and uh, these are guys that really start today. Today was kind of like the preseason practice of training camp so far. The Bucks have tomorrow off, and then they'll be back on Friday, and then we get to, into full pads this weekend, Matt. Yeah, that'll be super exciting. And that's one thing I forgot to mention when talking about these tight ends. Bruce Arians said after practice today, too, again, how impressed he was with all these guys. But he said it's, it's really going to come down to special teams for these players who's going to make the team there. So that's going to be one of the things that I'm really going to key into once we get to these preseason games is how does Hudson, McElroy, and Adams look when it comes to 
the uh, the special teams aspect yeah. of it. And I think with a lot of different positions, you can't simulate who's gonna who's gonna succeed and who's not going to until you actually see it in a preseason game. So I'm really excited for those games to come up, especially because we're gonna see more of the the backup guys in in very important roles. And I'm also curious. I, I agree with you that you know not a lot of the starters are, are going to play at all. But I'm more curious with a guy like Brady or Mike Evans or um, you know any any of the starters really, because there's one less game. Do they play in the first game and then that's it, or do they not play until the last game? As you know, since it's closest to regular season, yeah. I know Mike Evans probably won't play on the game on August 21st because that's his birthday. I know that because <laughs> also my brother's birthday and my girlfriend's okay. birthday. So like, I'll never wow. forget Dang. Mike Evans' birthday on yeah. August. No kidding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my guess, and I'm not Bruce Arians. I don't make the the uh, you know the schedule in terms of who's playing and who's not. My guess is you'll see the starters play probably a quarter in, in the preseason opener. Actually, yeah, may, maybe uh, maybe a series or two. Then I think you're going to see them play a half in the second game, and then that's it. So I, okay. I, th- I think you're looking at maybe three quarters tops for the starters um, out of three games. So in, in the most action they're going to see is probably in game two against the Titans. So, um, But you're going to see a lot of Giovanni Bernard, a lot of uh, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn, a lot of Joe Tryon, a lot of Jalen Darden, a lot of Robert Hainsey, um, a lot of Tyler Johnson, a lot of Anthony Nelson, a lot of Khalil Davis. So there's going to be a lot of guys that that the Buccaneers have drafted that have, you know, that they're kind of kind of the future, you know, but the future isn't now. The future is a year or two. But those yeah. are the guys that, you, that we're going to see. And it's going to be fun because we haven't really seen these guys play that much. We saw a little bit of Tyler Johnson last year. A little bit less of Keyshawn Vaughn last year. Didn't see much of Kidlow Davis. Um, Joe Tryon will be really fun to watch, but uh, it, it I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm at the point where usually, and this, I'm an old veteran. You know, this is this is me. Year 26 talking. It's like I love when training camp starts. After the after the first week's over, I'm ready for the preseason. Mm-hmm. After the first preseason game, I'm ready for the regular season. Like I want to just hit the fast forward button and get the yep. show on the road. I think a good way to summarize it is that especially with, you know, the rookies last the rookies this year and now the second year players that didn't have a preseason last year, we are just scratching the surface with the potential of a lot of these backups on the roster that will be future impact players for yeah. this team. Yeah, no doubt about it. They're drafting for the future and for depth and and that's what they got. Uh John Ledyard is coming back um next week. So he is up in Pennsylvania. At a family vacation, I think he's attending a wedding um, up there cool. too. So yeah, so he's been working remotely, but he is itching to get out to training camp practice. And um, and yes, the the fun thing is we we will be having some more Peter Report get-togethers uh, this season. We always look forward to those. COVID wrecked that last year, but we're getting back to that. Um, we're going to be doing some some bowling leagues too, Matt, uh, over at Pin Chasers, which would be fun. That's right. Yeah, the Peter Report Bowling League. Uh, it's been awesome. It's been a, a staple of Peter Report over the last couple of years. Uh, still trying to finalize everything with that, but uh, it will be right around when football season starts. We would normally do it on Mondays. Uh, it's a great time. It's inexpensive. You can bring your family down. You can 
The Finally. Titans love to bowl. OJ, Tanner Hudson, Anthony yeah, Altair was there a lot last year. Tight end, but Donovan Smith is a fantastic bowler. Yeah. Um, yeah. Levante David's done his uh, his Boys and Girl Club charity yeah. there. So um, a lot of the it's Bucks have in the past before. Mike Evans does charity bowling events. So right. bowling is big in the Bucks community, without a doubt. No doubt about it. So speaking of Bucks community, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, let you know about our good friends at Loose Cannons and their travel. Um, they've got a couple packages this year. Let's take a look. Okay, so the guys have got a couple of trips here. The Los Angeles Invasion. Got the New Orleans Invasion and the Atlanta Invasion. So you can check out Loose Cannons Travel uh, to find out uh, more about those packages and um, what the availability is. Uh, I know that that they're um, pretty fired up about you know having uh, a couple of away games this year. It was difficult to travel last year for any Bucks fans because some of the stadiums like out in Vegas didn't have any fans at all. So this year, hopefully everything um, you know, gets better with, with the situation with, with COVID. Uh, but visit loosecannonstravel.com for more information on that. So um, an eventful day at One Buck in Your Place today, Matt. It was a day where it was mostly for the backups, and those backups shined. And uh, no practice tomorrow, but there will be a Peter Report podcast. You and J.C. Allen will be on tomorrow. Um, John will return to the podcast next week. I think Monday he's slated to return for, for duty. And uh, we'll have Bucks coverage continuing to roll Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all through the weekend. Um, so uh, appreciate you for your hard work this week and putting up with my voice. Uh, it's coming back, but uh, it's it's not as not as ideal as, as I wanted to uh, have it at this point in time. July better than June. August will be better than July. So yeah. I'm playing. I'm playing hurt. I'm playing through through the injury right now. Um, but I uh, just wanted to. So say everybody, thank you for the, the kind words and the well wishes as I work on my recovery. And of course, thank you guys for listening and viewing the Peter Report podcast. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. For Matt Matera, I'm Scott Reynolds saying we'll see you tomorrow another edition of the Peter Report podcast. Out. Let's get it this weekend when they come back to training camp. Out. <laughs>